Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who knows that if a mysterious gift for you arrives with custom wrapping paper with your name on it, handed over by a complete stranger, the correct move is to shut the door and scream for help, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. But also, the idea of the custom wrapping paper is very appealing to me. I super cool if you do it for a friend, a loved one, you know. So was that ever like a? Th- I'm trying to remember if that was like a thing growing up in like Toys R Us where you could get like, like how there's like keychains with names on them. If they'd be like Andrew, right, Emily, right. whatever. I feel like custom printing at that like macro level, no micro level. Sorry, is is a little more modern, right? Like. Like you might have been able to get Kevin, I or you know your Andrew, but like I don't know that you could go do like you know trip, you know. Yeah, that's like, I, I, that's what like, I mean. Like it, would, a, it would be like the, the keychain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't recall seeing it. I am sh- like odds, like it just has to have existed somewhere, right? You know, it's one of yeah. those situations. Like I don't know it, but it must have. Um. But yeah, he like uh, yeah the the one in the movie struck me as a custom job where it's, you know, you went on Etsy and we're like, get wrapping paper that says Andrew Leno or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we are watching the fifth sequel in the, the Silent fourth Night. sequel. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The fifth entry, uh, not fifth sequel, in the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker from 1991, 30-year anniversary, starring noted hotelier Mickey Rooney. And uh, movie theater enthusiast on Disney Channel. And movie, that's right. Disney Channel movie theater enthusiast Mickey Rooney. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your Mickey Rooney. Something's gotta be about your Mickey Rooney. When the mega powers explode... I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Have you seen any of the other Silent Night, Deadly Nights? Um, so I've seen the first one. We watched it together, I'm pretty sure. I thought so. Okay. Um, and then uh, this YouTuber that I enjoy, Dead Meat, who does like kill counts and stuff, uh, did the whole series last year, year okay. before, something like that. And they okay. go off the rail. Like, obviously, this is off the rails. But like, yeah, if you can believe it, number four is weirder than this one. Well, I, I feel like we have to maybe resurrect February in some shape, way or form, because like it's possible. Number four true. involves um, a satanic cult and bugs. Oh, Okay. That sounds at like I I'm I'm with you. I'll take the journey. That sounds less fun than this. Yes, but also like how I don't understand how they were like for number five. We're gonna reel it in a little bit. Okay, because this is basically small soldiers, but R rated. Yes, it's very much that. Um, but the difference is small small soldiers explained how everything worked. Yes, yes. This has I had a real magic. death spa moment watching this movie where I was just like, okay, but like, what are the rules? 
I totally agree. Uh, this is definitely in the death. I feel like there's like tiers of the movies we watch, right? You know, you got your, you know, big A-list blockbusters. You got your, you know, big box comedies of the era. And then there's this like little corner we carve out from time to time. We don't go there that often, but every once in a while we go to the corner of weird direct-to-video stuff that's Or, uh, got- or like Chopping Mall, which I don't think was direct-to-video. Like... No, no. Shopping Mall, I would put in a similar category, but you're right. I think that did go to theaters, at least at least minorly. I'm Weird cocaine-fueled sure ideas. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, we have, I don't know, half a million dollars seems generous here. but like I think in the maybe ballpark, a quarter. Let's, yeah. let's say it's a quarter million. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I want to put 80% of that budget into the effects department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like lighting will be bad the audio will not be great at one point there's a boom mic in a shot in oh i miss from- that it's a flash like a real you know you could literally blink and miss it uh but yeah that that like i that kind of thing the production value is going to be very low but we're going to cut a very large check to a person who can make special effects and that's what we're going to sell this on like it will For just sure. the the back of this VHS cover was just inset close-ups of i guarantee i never saw it obviously but i would bet real money that it would be like the Santa thing around the guy's face, the saw blade driller toy on the oh, guy's for chest, sure. you know, all those things. So, yeah, it's like 100 percent. It's like if you're going to make a bad movie, make it fun to watch is the philosophy I, I like. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. It's like, look, yeah, it's like 80 minutes long. It's technically 86, but there's some you know, if you cut the credits, you're like, right it to is a, it is a very loose 86 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, look, there's going to be like one 15 to 20 minute stretch without effect shots. But I promise you, that's the only one like every it's within 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes, there's something wild happening. I promise you. Mm hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll just begin at the beginning. We get the title card and I had a hearty guffaw, you know, a single barking <laughs> at the fact that it's still silent films was the, was the production company. Yeah. I was like, all right. Okay. People, <laughs> uh, we should also say, uh, since we're, we're talking about the silent night, deadly night, the first one is, is early to mid seventies. I don't remember the exact year. It's that, it's, oh, that was eighties. I I thought it was like a borderline 70s movie. I don't remember, so I'll take your word for it. I, I did not write that down. It's irrelevant to the anecdote I was trying to tell, so I, I didn't write it down. But Mickey Rooney was one of the people leading the charge against it when it came out. I guess yep. you're right, it is an 80s movie, because we've talked about it. I've I, We have kicked it around as a potential movie and then have decided not to. So you're right, it is an 80s movie. Yeah. Um, but Mickey Rooney was one of the people really banging the drum of like, how could you give Santa Claus a weapon? This is unbelievable. How how could you do this? And then some years go by and they're like, hey, Mickey, you want to check? And he's like, I sure do. And and like, here's the thing. A lot of people, when they do things for a paycheck, phone it in. Mickey Rooney, a hundred years after he started acting, still can act pretty well and is like doing okay. a performance. I'm I'm so glad you brought this up because I the whole time I was like every time we didn't have Mickey Rooney on screen I was like what's Mickey Rooney up to because he's I was like the can best we re- part of this can, I, I'm I I'm sorry I know I shit on children a lot on this show I did not think the kid was a very good actor his <laughs> so face I have isn't very engaging 
<laughs> so my literal first note after Silent Night, Deadly Night, or uh, excuse me, still Silent Films, was 10 out of 10 dumb face for this kid. Like he's he's doing a dumb face. He's not like I don't I don't know that his resting face is dumb. This feels <laughs> like a put on, but it's a dumb look. And then as the movie goes on, I was like, oh, that's kind of smart. They made this kid like silent so that he doesn't have to do any acting. And then a little more time passed, and I was like, no, this is worse. This kid yeah, this can't is do worse. This. There's no talking. It's all this his is, his dumb faces. This is way too much to ask of a child to be yeah. a, you know, a complete silent performance. But yeah, so Mickey Rooney is 71 years old in this movie. And I had to say... Been acting for 70 years at this point. <laughs> yes, yeah. But uh, for a 1991, 71... For, okay, for a 1991, 71-year-old Mickey Rooney specifically. So I'm I'm putting this in a very specific box. It's my like Wilfred Brimley. My man looks good. He does. This this man is a hard living seventy one. This is you're talking about a man going through the Great Depression, the studio the, the, system, uh, the studio system actually served in the World War in World War Two. Uh, you know, he, he lives through you know a whole bunch of other military conflicts, a whole bunch of other you know nonsense as an actor. He made forty movies between ages fifteen and twenty five. Yeah. He worked 40. his ass off and he probably was stop. pumped full of quaaludes and amphetamines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like he gets to set in the morning. They give him a shot of amphetamines. He gets off set at night. They put quaaludes in the other arm to knock him out. He's like a horse. Yeah, basically. And then in between, they were like, all right, you you and you and Judy, go eat soup in a window for the for the paparazzi. Yes. Also, my man, I believe it's seven marriages and eight and nine children. <laughs> you know. It was, that's what happened. Seven, seven marriages and nine children. Mickey Rooney's children are a baseball team. Seven marriages for seven Mickeys. Yes, he could do, he could have a, he could have the Rooney's and it's a full baseball team. He doesn't have to play. He doesn't have he to get coach. involved. He's the coach. Yeah, exactly. And then whichever wife it was at the time, you know, first base coach, maybe. There we go. Yeah, seven seven Rooney's uh, or nine Rooney children, seven marriages, uh, including Ava Gardner. I think was the first one, which I was like, "Oh, wow. all right, good for you, Mickey." Yeah, good, exactly. Yes, yeah, punching above your weight class there. Also, I just have to say this at the top: there is a YouTube video called "Shit Liza Minnelli Says," and it's a Liza Minnelli impersonator doing a bunch of fun things. And the one thing she says is Mickey Rooney, because obviously Liza Minnelli would know, like, and Mickey Rooney are closely linked. And so yeah. every time I see his name or think his name, I think it in Eliza Minnelli voice that just sure Mickey Rooney. <laughs> That's all to say. Like I genuinely think he's very good here. He's 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 giving it his all. He has a take. Like he clearly has a take here, which yeah, is not. He's giving way every- more than he should. Like I'm sure the yes. director was like, oh, well, we'll get Mickey in. He'll phone it in. He'll be a name for the box. And I was like, oh wow, he's yeah. actually doing something. <laughs> Keep pointing the camera at Mickey because he's the only one who knows what he's doing. This is not like these, you know, Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson with their giant HDH heads, uh, allegedly, uh, you know, pumping out nine movies a year on the red. Bruce Willis's head looks like a fucking watermelon now. It's like, stop doing HDH, man. Just be old. It's fine. It's not allowed. Uh, (laughs) But he pumps out like nine of these red box movies a year. Uh, they're obviously not made by Redbox, but that is their primary consumption. Is like Redbox, oh, frankly, Willis should movie. be in the production business at this point. Netflix is, Hulu I think they is. Do. I, no, I, I'm saying I think they do. I was just specifying that, like, 
the he the, I think Redbox one hundred percent makes movies. I'm just saying all nine Bruce Willis direct you know direct to Redbox features are not produced <laughs> by Redbox. But it's like uh, he he and Mel Gibson are real kings of this. But there's a bunch of other actors there too. It's they're only on set for like three days. They get to sit down a lot, and then they they're they're really front and center on the box. Yeah, and then they get a hundred million dollars. I think it's more like a million, but still, the checks. Either way, it is too much. But anyway, yes, uh, the child actor at the heart of this movie, not very good. Really a problem when he has to carry the movie. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I, I think that's kind of why he doesn't really carry the movie. Like, he's right. he's prominently featured, but the movie is done in a way that he does not have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Yes, exactly. Uh, we start with the classic Silent Night, Deadly Night opening, which is young boy at home. Sex well, no, we open on a couple that we that we th- is framed in a way that, like in a shot, like framed in the camera in a way to be like, oh, this is this is a, we're going to follow this couple. No, we follow them down the street and then we're like, and into this house. And I was like, well, hang on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, f- I did. I was I like, I thought that couple that. was going to be a thing. Are they, they're not the babysitter and boyfriend couple from later, are they? I don't think so. I think it's a brunette. Because those two kind of inexplicably sprinkle their way throughout this movie. Yeah, it, and then get very, very the most drawn out death sequence. Yes, yes, It was exactly. like the fucking uh, assistant in Jurassic World. <laughs> I was just going to make the same thing. You're like, wow, there must have been a cut scene where this person was a real dick. Yeah, like I, there was a, we must have missed a scene where she slapped an ice cream out of a kid's hand and stepped on it with her stiletto. Yeah, uh, allegedly that's not true. Like people have asked that question of, I guess Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World, like, so what's the deal with it? And he was just like, oh, we just thought it was funny. It was just like, oh, oh, that sucks. Everyone slowly <laughs> pushes their chair back from the table. Uh-huh. That's way worse than you being like, you know, oh, it's like he's the lawyer and everybody hates him and he's kind of a dick to everybody. And it's like, yeah, he gets his. No, nah, she just was a nice person we thought would be cool to murder. Who was getting in, who was engaged to be married? Yes, yeah. So anyway, the kid the kid with his real dumb face on is in bed and m- mom is going to town on somebody, which I thought I you know having seen the first one I was like, "Oh, this is going to be Santa." You know, I know the name of this game. And then the kid walks into the room thinking that someone's in distress and it's just mom and I I guess I think to it's this dad. Kid, it's yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, it, he has a real stepdad Carl energy. He definitely does, but in his room, like, because at first I was like, is it a boyfriend? But yeah. in, in the kid's room later, there's like a shitty kid drawing it with the word dad on it. Yeah, and there's no, uh, later we... Because we, all kids sort of... label everything in their drawings. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, it does help. Well, yeah, but like, kids don't actually... Like, I feel like that's not a real, that's just a movie thing of like, this is dad, like, this is I mom, like, and this is Bagul, like, the demon who visits me at night. Bagul. <laughs> He's from the the, I, the 16 uh, millimeter one. The Sinister, is it called? I think so. With Ethan yeah. Hawke? Yeah. But yeah. I was thinking one of the, one of the, I was... Okay, this is a dumb anecdote, but I was recently like going to buy lunch meat to make hoagies, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll get stuff. And then I intentionally pronounced Cabacola as Gabagool to be like funny. And it was like, what did you just say? And I was like, yeah, Gabagool. And it was just like, what? What are you talking about? That's not a word. And I start like typing in Gabagool to like prove that this is like a bit that the world at large knows. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's Dietz and Watson hired. 
Vincent Pastore from Sopranos to be the Gabagool for like a Halloween ad campaign. That and sounds he's, like, like doing, a... He's in like vampire Dracula makeup but going like, hey, I'm the Gabagool. <laughs> like that kind of vibe. That sounds right for Deetson Watson. Yeah. And so that's, I don't know. I was just thinking about Vincent Pastore being the Gabagool when you said that. Um I completely derailed the entire. I just drove us right off a cliff into. I now I don't remember what stepdad we Carl energy. Stepdad Carl energy. Yes, he's also uh, I, sorry to be that asshole. He's a butterface. Oh yeah, he's got a yeah. real nice beefy bod, and then his face yeah. is like, oh, that's. Did someone? He, did, he, this is like a Ken doll where you swapped heads situation. He he got hired because they were like, all right, um, we're gonna have all five of you come in for casting. Uh, could everyone take your shirts off? Okay, could um, could you all turn around? Great. Uh, we're, would uh, two and four stay, and uh, everybody else, that's enough. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, they're having very loud, inappropriately loud sex for the child being- For a child is home, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the kid- So this is the part of the movie that I really started just, like, I have my own uh, questions and, and thoughts going on. So the, the shot is- the camera, us, the viewer, the camera looks through the crack of the door, and the couple's just really going to town. Going to bone town. They're having a good time. And then we cut back, and the camera sees the little boy looking in the door. And then we get a second angle of the boy in the door, and then a push in on that second angle. So, like, really, really, we're looking in. This boy is looking at something. What do you think they told him he was looking at? Because obviously this I have child no is not fucking on set. Clue. <laughs> because he, he's got this, like mouth agape real like yokel moron look to him like he's clearly reacting in confusion and fear and i was just trying to figure which is out. apropos for silent night yeah 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 but i was like what did they tell him he's looking at <laughs> i was I don't dying know. to know it's like because like you have to tell him something, right? Like you have to. The director has to prompt this response from the kid, and I, the like the the way that he looks, it's almost they're like, all right. So you open the door, right? And inside, a guy is just taking all the skin and fur off a dog. Yeah, maybe or, or maybe it was like a werewolf or an alien situation. Okay, okay. Like you see an it, alien coming in through the window. Yeah, it's a big reaction, but my favorite part is the fact that this shot is, a, it's like very clearly we were trying to hit 80 minutes before we slapped the credits on. It's a good minute of this little boy, like, just watching his mom get railed by stepdad Garl. Yeah, and this feels like a Charles Band movie for how much uh, yes, sex is in yes, it. Yes, yes, And also, for an R-rated movie, I'm shocked there weren't boobs. There were no boobs, right? No, there weren't. I was really, really stunned. Maybe that was like a Mickey Rooney thing. Oh, maybe. He's like, I'm, I'm a beloved actor of, of stage I'll be in screen. your picture. You can't have any breasts. Um, so he goes down to the front door and finds a package with his name on it and brings it inside. Uh, and this is where I noticed that only... To, so it's clearly, a tr- even though it's a small tree, it's clearly got multiple strings of lights on it. Uh-huh. And only two of them are blinking. Yes, they clearly, like, some the, someone on the set deck department misplaced the blinky bulbs. Because the, the top, it's the whole top half of the tree is just solid. And then the bottom yeah. right and bottom left keep, like, blinking. And I was like, huh. Okay. Can I say? Can I say? Not a big fan of blinky lights on a home tree. Find it no. very distracting. I agree. I mean, I, I I think it's good for, if you're like 
at a if it's a party to kind of like provide some visual interest, whatever. But if it's just like your tree and you're like watching TV or whatever, don't make it blink. Yeah, if I would find that very distracting. It also was always annoying because uh, I think ours did that. Ours had that setting growing up because yes. there were a few Christmases where like the camera would keep not focusing because the lights would keep turning on behind us. And so yes, we would just yes. be like flickering. Yeah. In and out of focus. Just re 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 um, I do think that, that, you know, this gift does specifically say don't open till Christmas, but I have a lot of sympathy for this kid because, like, you know, it's a pretty traumatizing thing he just witnessed. Yeah. And also, like, it was left on his porch, so who's going to know? Yeah. So he he rips this thing open. Stepdad Carl, who I kind of wrote that he was like Dollar Tree Tom Noonan, but I feel like the hair is wrong. Tom Noonan. Uh, uh, the 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 axe guy from uh from last action hero oh okay yep scarring. i can see that um so he yells at him and they you know have like a big squabble here and he sends him to bed and then for some reason the dad is like i guess i'll open this present and then he sees that he, it's moving and he's like i'll definitely open this present no throw I, it thought he, I, thought he, I thought he was gonna wrap it back up at oh, first. maybe, because he, like, picks up a piece of paper and then kind of, like, tosses it, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. and But you're right. As soon as it starts moving, I'm like, well, I know that my wife did not purchase a moving, uh, or, uh, a live animal for our child, so I'm going to throw this outside. Yeah. But uh, instead, this little Santa pops out of the bag, and... <laughs> it looks... It's, I wonder if it's intentional. It looks a lot like uh, Robot Santa from Futurama. That was exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's 100% Robot Santa from Futurama, especially when the head spins around and he has, like, jagged teeth and, like, little yeah. blue flames coming out. Um, and the arms go super stretchy, you know, Stretch Armstrong, wrap around the guy's head. I can't tell what it's doing to kill him, necessarily. So it's, I think, that's this is what annoyed me. It was an interesting first kill, but, like, why wasn't the robot, why wasn't the toy the thing that killed him? Right, right. It, like, wraps like, around it, his neck and his head. So I'm like, is it choking or is it just, like, crushing his head? But then he yeah, hits yeah. his head on the mantle and knocks over the, the, like, fireplace accoutrement. Yeah. In such a way that the fire poker is, like, perfectly up in the air for him to fall yes. on it. And I was like, well, the toy didn't really do that. The The toy right. helped, but the toy didn't murder him. Especially because later the toys do some gnarly shit. Like, I thought this was, like, in having watched the rest of the movie, I would expect this thing to, like, crush its way into his head. Yes. Squish it like a watermelon. Yeah, yeah. But it is, the guy sells it like gangbusters. He's like, you know, this toy is really beating him up. He hits his head on the ban or on the mantle, which looks really good. It's like a great, you know, you know, physical bit there. And then it, <laughs> the... I was like, oh, the fire poker through the head. That, uh, the fire poker is definitely going to kill him. And he falls in such a way it looks like it's going to go through his head. And I was like, oh, that's pretty gnarly. But it cuts away. And I was like, I'm surprised we didn't see that. And then the, it's like, oh, don't you worry, pal. We're going to get a long, lingering shot of this man with a fire poker sticking through his cheek. And We're going to show it. Yeah. And then the like the Santa toy like retracts and like rolls away. Yes. And the kid's reaction is is a scream of like, Mom, I have to pee. Yeah, again, not, I was like, "Not you're not terrified? Like, right. But I think it's th like, there's no way they showed this child what this looked like. So I like it all, this whole movie is this little boy being told to react to stuff. And who knows what they told him? 
Just say your dad fell over and hit his head. Yeah, I guess that would Like, work. you don't have to say anything, like, dr- like big, but like, oh, right. your dad fell over. Right, your dad right. tripped. And then we get four minutes of opening credits that... <laughs> it's so long. That aren't... It's like weird close-ups of, like, toy parts, and I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you do not have permission to do this. We should say this movie is available to stream uh, on Tubi for free with ads as of the release of this. And I also think a lot Shutter of those highlights ads. are. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And it's also on Shudder without the ads if you would rather go that route. Well, also, it would depend on which Shudder you have because it's different things on different ones, apparently. Oh, that's right. They do that weird thing where it's like if you have it through this subscription or that subscription. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, I will also say uh, we're going to spoil some stuff that I did not know watching this movie and did not occur to me while watching this movie. So really? I'm just going to put it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put it out there now. I recommend this. I think you should watch it. And it's probably okay. a better experience if you if you watch it unspoiled. So if you if you uh, want my two cents, if, if typically you and I agree on the show, not that you and I don't generally agree, but if you typically enjoy the things that I like, I, I can tell you right now, you should listen, watch this movie before you listen to this because it is real buck wild. And I had no idea where it was going. And then it delighted me even more. So all that's going to be ruined for you if you listen. Really? I got I kind of I'll tell you, I, I wrote a note where I called it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I truly did not get it until it was revealed, and I went like, oh, right, right, right. At the very, very end with the- Yes, with the, uh-huh. Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The very end is when it was when okay. I got it. And, and then I was like, oh, I should have gotten this much earlier, because I, I, I'll explain as we go. Uh, let me, let me, you'll see. It will be amusing, because you can follow my thoughts in, in more or less real time as we go. Uh, the kids watching the Rambo Rambo cartoon, which oh, I thought it was I, for some reason I thought it was a GI Joe. It's the Rambo cartoon is like GI Joe except for there's like a Sylvester Stallone character in it who's you know obviously a, a good shooter of guns. Yes, it's it feels very like let's just do something like The Shining did. Yes, so he he's you know a complete mute. Is this like a couple days later or the following Christmas? I think it's the same year. Okay, I think I, thought ju- so I think too. this like recently happened. I-, I thought so too, and so if that is the case, the fact that this c- child has gone mute and everyone seems real shitty about it is wild to me. A Chiron would have been really helpful. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, I thought it was really close to Christmas when this started, and then we're going to. A I thought it was like Christmas or- Eve. Right, right, or the twenty third. But I think it was early in December. Just it wasn't yeah, I think clearly so explained. But it's like, you know, she's snapping at him. And she's like, why don't you talk? And it's like, lady, this kid is processing a serious trauma. The guy died in two front of him. In one night. Yeah. 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 First, he saw you having sex. And then his dad got murdered in front of his face. And he also, it's also weird because he, she like puts down his food and she's like, I cut, it's all separate. So it's not touching. And now you hate that. And it's like two fried eggs on his plate and like bread, like toast and stuff. And he just toast, like squeezes yeah. the eggs. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I will say, uh, good looking our eggs. Podcast, really good looking fried eggs. Kudos to whoever made them on set. Really I, nice looking. It's, it's such a slippery slope, fried eggs, because they go, the go, the yolks go solid so quick if you don't, if you yeah. don't watch them. Well, I mean, I, I, I prefer a runny yolk, but I'll eat a, I do I'll too. Eat a fully cooked. Like I'll every time I try and make a runny yolk, I'm like, I feel like half of the time it ends up like too solid. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, just practice. Eggs are cheap. Yeah. Just make like 30 eggs one day. <laughs> and just eat 30 eggs? Yeah, I mean, or throw them away. I don't know. Eggs are inexpensive. 
find somebody with a dog. I think dogs can eat an egg. For the most part. Uh, but the mom has this real like, ugh, why don't you just get over it energy, which is why, like, why are you not traumatized? Yeah, you should be a little more, you should be a little more freaked out about this, ma'am. Right. Uh, so her friend uh, or the neighbor, I guess, comes over. I, I think both are true. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I think I'll take him to the toy to to Pedo's toy store. And I was like, that word is really too close to a different word that yes. should not be used for children. Yes, you cannot have a toy store called Pedo's. I do not care if your name is Joe Petto with T's. You are not allowed to call your store Pedo's. It's a stupid idea. But the my favorite part of this dialogue is the mom's like, yeah, he just hasn't been the same since the accident. Accident? What do you think happened? To- he, you think he accidentally fell on the fire poker and it went through his skull? It went through his chest, I thought. I thought it come. I, I swear, my memory is of it being through his face. I don't remember, but I, I, I hmm. Either I way, I mean, like the idea of it head. being an accident still kind of holds some water. Like he knocked, it fell over, and then he fell on it. It's a suspicious I, accident. I, I was but like, it's an accident. It, I was like, I think if a small child and a grown man were, if a, if a, if a scene was discovered of a grown man who fell onto a, a fire poker and you saw a little child there, you'd be like, mm, do we have a Damien? We might have a Damien. Or um, the bad seed name I couldn't remember. Rhoda. But yeah. I was thinking, uh, what was the, the Brightburn? Or you got a bright burn. Yeah, you got to have a bright burn. I think that's a little harder left reference to land. I don't know how many people have seen the 2000s-ish James Gunn film Brightburn. What if Superman was evil? Um, so uh, our boy Mickey, he is uh, pedo. I wish they had said his full name earlier because as soon as they said his name was Joe Pedo, I was like, oh, okay, this... This analogy is clearer. Uh, so we've already warned people to 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 sign off. So I, I'm just gonna say. So I even wrote down. I was like, okay, I get what we're doing. Like Geppetto toy maker. Yeah, that's cute. And then later we see a thing where the the to, the the son exposes a brick and it says Pino on it. And they keep his name is Pino. P- yeah, they keep calling him Pino. But in my head, it was Pino with a T, like Pino oh, like Noir. <laughs> Well, I've I I I think I've seen that name for people as well. Like I think I've seen the name Pino for a person as as having the T, mm. and it just didn't like gel in my mind that like oh, very obviously we're doing Pinocchio here. Like I just, mean, I it, didn't get it at that point. It was um, where did I write it down? Oh, the what later when uh, handsome stalker finds a photo from 1970 where the sun looks the same. I was like, oh, sun is a toy. Got it. I didn't I didn't put the year together on the photo. So I like like at the point like at the at the point where the sun reveals that he's a puppet, I was like, oh, it's Pinocchio. Whoops. Like at like 10 minutes left in the movie. Yes, I it was literally at the point in which the movie is like, hey, do you get it? Idiots. I was like, oh, I do. I do. Me. I get it now. (laughs) Um, So he the mom and mom and the son walk into the toy store and someone jumps out in like in like a Tom Savini monster mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they get scared, obviously, and then Mickey Rooney comes out and like scolds him, and then the guy in the mask goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I would never. And I was like, No, you did. Like yeah, what by definition, everything you did was meaning to scare them. You did a scare. 
That is the thing that you did. Jump it like, 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 f- for oldest trick in the book, jump out and say, rawr. Right, right, right. It's a very evil dead moment for me. There's clearly not really uh, a basement in this office in the back room. No, 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 no. But they put a, f- they must have like dug a little bit of a hole and put a door on it. Uh huh, uh huh. But there's clearly not an actual basement. Yeah, because every time they go to film it, they're very careful to like not show you up or down. Like there's no there's no way to see down the stairs when you no. enter them. And when when Pino goes down there this time in the office, he clearly is like doing that like walking downstairs behind the couch yes. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very good stuff. We did you did mention the the handsome stalker, but he was outside their house, so just just yes. the pin. And I he, I called handsome him handsome stalker. stalker throughout the movie because they never bothered to name him. Until there's nope, 20 minutes left in this movie? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the silent kid and his mom, you know, they're getting scared. Pino runs away and he comes back with Larry the Larva, which is this like bizarre looking worm toy that I bet would have been really popular in 1991. So it's the I think the my qualm with this is more of a like design perspective uh-huh. that the box art for Larry the Larva is very like cutesy and bubbly and fun. Like it looks like it should be like a glow worm type thing in the box. But then the actual toy that's in the box is this like gritty, like dark colors and like probably there's probably metallic chrome on this thing. I thought that was exactly the point. Like I thought it was supposed to look as if it was a glow worm, but secretly it's this nasty toy. Like, uh, but the toy didn't, the toy looked nasty. Yeah, that's. Like I thought you can that see it through the plastic bit. window, right? But I thought that was the bit. I don't know. I thought I was like, this doesn't seem very like this. This because obviously we're dealing with a toy maker. It's in the t- it's in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want this toy to like make it there, like if I saw this, I'd be like, no, like this is clearly not the toy that goes in this box. Throw it in the furnace. <laughs> see, I was like, oh man, this would be delightful to me now, as if it was like it looks like a Barbie box, but inside is this is like horrible night- nightmare creature. Okay. But I get what you're saying. I don't I don't disagree with you. I just saying this particular bit worked for me. Uh, so they leave uh, after the Larry the Larva. Mickey immediately goes full heel. He's screaming at the kid. He's yelling at him. He's, you know, he's giving a great him. performance. It's a really good performance. He looks he looks genuinely furious. Louis B. Mayer uh, will be proud. Yeah. Uh, but that leads to them fi- us finding out and them finding out that the the creepy or the rather handsome stalker. I wrote creepy stalker, but ha- he is the handsome. I wrote handsome. He's handsome. No, I, it's fair. It's like, accurate. I'm switching to yours as best as I can remember. He's shopping for toys and he ends up buying Larry the Larva, amongst other things, before he leaves the shop. And Mickey mentioned like th- this is a weirdly good bit. I mean, it, Brian Usna wrote the script, so it's it's a decent script. Yeah. As he's paying, as he's like ringing him up, the guy's clearly like, hey, can we speed this up? And Mickey is like, oh, you bought a lot of toys over the last week. Are you playing Santa? Like dropping hints like, oh, yes. hey, here's some story building. Yeah. Honestly, I was, you know, credit to the writer if it's deserved. The, 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 the world, the did you serve? Oh, I served in World War Two felt like ad lib to me because obviously Mickey really did serve yeah. in World War Two. Uh, also, here's where I wrote down. It's actually eight marriages that produce nine children. That's <laughs> uh, eight marriages. And uh, it was 43 movies between the ages of 15 and 25. Not four. I love that Eminem song, Eight Marriage. Yes. <laughs> that is so many marriages, Mickey. Yeah. 
Yeah, my man, and they were like all very short. Like, like my man burns hot, and everybody gets tired of each other very quickly. He comes in hot, and he leaves hotter. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all fire. Um, so we go back to the handsome stalker's uh, like motel room where he's got like just yes. toys strewn all over the bed. And he also he dropped in the toy store a news clipping about the murder of the dad. Yeah, well, the death, the accidental death of the yeah, dad. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Mickey looks at it and it's like, oh, what's going on here? So the landlord is, or what do you call it? Motel owner. The motel owner, yeah, is trying to kick him out because despite how easy credit card fraud looked in in 1980-something, he's like, you have no, like, this credit card isn't good anymore. I was like, hang on. It's funny. I I was just uh, I went to New York for the uh, day trip uh, uh, last weekend, and the night before we threw on Home Alone two, the New York one, and there's this like they have the old school like shuk, shuk, credit yeah the, card the machine. carbon paper right yeah, but there's also this digital thing Tim Curry has at one point that he's like let me type in the credit card number type 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 and it comes up as says like stolen card stolen card <laughs> and I was like is this thing real or for the movie like i re- i really need someone to just point me to like okay was it really easy to do credit card fraud until the mid or late 90s because it feels like it would have been i th- i think it was because there's no immediate check like what the the paper chuchuk thing is like it goes yeah. in a book and then later they yeah. figure it out like you could be yeah. halfway to texas by then right exactly so yeah, i don't know but it seems like very easy to to commit the fraud but yeah, so they, they he's going back and forth with the motel owner, you know, like, oh, you got no money, you're, you're deadbeat. And he's like, I get paid tomorrow. He's like, well, then you get kicked out today, which I thought was quite funny. And he's like, I'll tell you what, you got a kid? And the, guy, the guy's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, let me give you a toy for the kid. And I like, he can see inside this room, which is just filled with toys. How about 30? Yeah. How about 30 toys? Like, how about I'm done Christmas shopping after I take it from you? But also, I, it's movie world where like, all kids just want toys with no right. specificity. Yes, yeah. My kid doesn't want, you know, the the Johnny Karate action figure. I want a toy. Thanks very much. I was like, when I was a kid, I could recite the entire infomercial for the toy yeah. that I wanted down to the phone number because right. I wanted it so bad. Right. Uh, accessories sold separately. Yeah. Those round, for me, it was those round, like, not Lego bricks, but Lego bricks. So you could, like, make flexible sculpture like flexible oh, I toys do remember those yeah i do remember those those were a, a, a brief a brief brief interest <laughs> very very brief no we had those forever am i thinking of a different thing i feel like the thing i thought of you played with for like a minute no i we had those because we brought them down the beach at one point and like they okay. would be they beach toy but they were it was like basically a two by lego brick but it was the size of like your thumb and yeah. it was rounded, so you could build yeah, things that yeah, like yeah. Ro- like Curve. a snail shell that curled up on itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do. I actually remember the commercial now that you start talking. Yeah, about you, they, they made a snail and they made like a mask and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. They're like a flexible building block. Mm-hmm. Um, I really what I really enjoy about this part though is so the guy is like very clearly taking the toys apart, and I think the movie wants us to think he's the murderer. I it's funny. I I think that yes, but also my brain. I was like, this is a good guy. Like, this is clearly, right. he's too handsome. He's clearly right. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I, it's like, obviously, like, I knew I knew very little about this movie other than that Mickey Rooney was the bad guy or a bad guy in it. Um, 
so I just I like knew this this was a red herring. But the movie clearly is like, okay, you know, he's like doing something with a screwdriver to this car. We later find out he's actually doing investigation work and he's trying to figure out, you know, like are these toys, you know, murder weapons. And then he proceeds to give the the motel owner a toy he hasn't investigated and verified that it's safe. And also the insane. only one that looks suspicious. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like, I have this race car or a doll. No, I'm going to give him Larry Larva. You know, that popular children's toy, Larry Larva. Gross. But the guy loves it, uh, so he drives He's away so with impressed. it. so impressed. Yeah. Oh, that's the other part I like. The motel owner's like, all right, I got the toy. I'm leaving the motel. It doesn't seem like there's any humans at this motel at all. There's no other cars in the parking lot. There's no lights on. It's like, wait, what happens if anyone needs anything? Right. I, assumedly, there's just the handsome uh, stalker in this hotel, but you know he he could just bounce. He doesn't. He he still hasn't paid you, but he has been there for two weeks at this point. So I guess that's true. He's so he's basically a co-owner. Yeah, it's a long con at that point. Um, but so he's driving home. He puts the toy in the back seat, and Larry the larva like falls over and like crawls out of his box and goes under the seat, which again. Not a thing in in modern cars. Right. You cannot get from the... That is not a place you can go. You drop a phone down there, you're going to need 65 back scratchers to get the thing out. Yes. You need uh, a, a fishing... Some fishing line and chewing gum and a prayer. Yeah. Um, But it, like, wiggles his way to his feet and he, he picks it up and he he's like, oh, well, damn, this is great. And I was like, yeah, you're 45? Yes. Like you're an adult. This this right. is not a, and it's it's literally just like a wired remote control larva is what it looks like. And I was like, right. I know it's ninety one, but like we had cooler toys then. Right. Like RC cars existed. You could drive a car with a you know unconnected remote control for sure. Yeah. And it's not like it. I will say like the bug does kind of do the like the furtin 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 motion of a. Caterpillar. It's great. It's it's a well it's done cool thing. Looking. Yeah. The effects in this movie are by Screaming Mad George, who did a lot. He's of done film. a lot. But in particular, he did, uh, I think, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 or 4 and 5. Like, two of the middle ones that people like a lot for the effects. He did the one that has the soul chest in it, like the big wall of che- of souls. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he also did 4 because that's the one we did where like the heads are on the pizza and stuff. Yeah, I, I think, that, I think awesome. that is that one. Okay. Where all her friends die. And they're she all, like, like, absorbs their powers. They're all inside Freddy. Yeah, yeah, but they're all inside Freddy. Yeah, he like opens his chest and it's it's they yeah. literally built this like eight foot thing that like actors had to like get inside and like squish their face. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's why it's real weird looking, but it's cool. Um, but anyway, it's the same uh, effects person, which is like, like I said before, like if you're only going to spend a hundred grand on the movie, you should give seventy thousand dollars of it to Screaming Mad George in 1991 because like and you're going to get cool stuff. Maybe five thousand to Mickey Rooney and five hundred stipends for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. M- Mickey might have gotten five digits. He might have gotten ten grand. You think? I mean, it's possible. It's not very much money. I know, but like for this movie's budget, it probably yeah, is. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to be number one on the box. You know, I'm shocked he's not on the cover. The cover is this little boy surrounded by toys, and it's very, very not good looking compared to what this movie actually is. Yeah, Mickey should have been on that box. Well, they probably didn't want it because it should it should have been like Mickey Rooney, like either like leaning out of a chimney or like squatting in the fireplace. But they probably wanted to distance themselves from the story of the first three. Right. Yeah, I think it should, like, Mickey Rooney, like, tinkering over some toys would be totally... Or that, like, very, I think it's, like, a very, like, Norman Rockwell, 
like Santa painting uh-huh. of like yeah. He's sitting in the chair holding like a, a toy with like a screwdriver or something. Right. Yeah, exactly what I had in mind. Yes. I, I didn't add the Norman Rockwell part, but yes, I'm totally on board with your version. So he he like tosses Larry Larva in the backseat. Like, no, first he tries to play broken. with it while he's driving. And I was like, yeah. dude, you're driving. Eyes on the road, man. So he so throws it in the backseat back and that's when Larry becomes the tingler. Very much the tingler. For, uh, the Vincent Price movie, uh, William Castle picture. He's like crawling up the back seat. He gets electrified. He wraps himself ahead. This is the wildest kill in the movie, I think. Like the I other agree. one is more drawn out, but this kill is wild. He it like wraps himself around his head. No, it, and then it goes in his mouth and eats its well, way it come, out. It comes around the back of his neck first, right? Like I thought it like came around, like slithered around him, and then went in his because I thought no, so it's it like over his right shoulder. It's like on okay. the seat. And he turns around and screams, and then it jumps into his mouth. Got it. I I remembered it coming like around, like kind of slithering around his neck, and then going in his mouth. But it sucks his head inside out, like from the inside. Just like it pulls <laughs> it, like so it eats his eyeballs out, and then yeah. it pops out of one of the eye holes with the eyeballs in. Really gnarly, really, really gnarly. I mean, but it also looks like awesome. campy and stupid. It was yes. very like sleepaway campy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the car flips over and explodes. It's an awesome, awesome car explosion. Real car broken and destroyed here. This is probably another five grand of the budget, uh, you know, blowing up this car. But it looks awesome. I mean, maybe it was a couple hundred at like a junkyard. Yeah, I, well, I meant, you know, you know, to safely blow up a car and all that does cost money. But maybe they just threw a bunch of M80s in there. Yeah, I mean, you never know. In 1991, things are starting to get safer, but... So the handsome stalker breaks into the toy store after hours and he sees the um the photo that says it's a photo of clearly young Mickey Rooney like a like a still from a, a movie he did in the 60s or the 70s I guess and then superimposed with the actor playing Pino and it says like September 1970 I was like oh Pino is a toy got it Yeah I did not note I did not clock the date here so gotcha. it just, yeah, I just totally missed that detail. So it was just like whoosh at the end of the movie. I was like, what? And I think that's really all this scene. Cause Mickey comes downstairs and drinks to establish like he drinks a lot. And I'm like, okay, there are he's, a lot of other things going on. He's slamming Jack Daniels straight. No ice. His middle name is Jack Daniels. Yes. Uh, and uh, then- so this is where the handsome stranger nearly gets pulled into the uh, handsome stalker nearly gets pulled into the fake basement. And there's clearly enough. It, it's clearly just waist deep. Like he's just like yes. pretending. Yeah, he's he clearly is like almost sitting down and just like someone. He's just like sliding himself back and forth in the hole that they dug. It's delightful. Yeah. But it's you know clearly the weirdo son Pino is like yanking on his legs or whatever, trying to pull him downstairs. And so he runs away. And the mom is. We cut to the the fan, the mom and the kid, and the mom is like calling for him, and he's listening to his like speak and spell giant like cassette player i think it's like the little tykes cassette player oh you know it's not a speak and spell it's the one with the microphone from toy story yeah the the first uh podcasting device yes my what was literally my first podcasting device probably yeah i mean i don't know that i ever did that not not probably i definitely made like i used that thing all the time and i would talk into it and listen back to myself 100 (laughs) percent I don't think I did. I did a lot. I did a lot with the big video camera on the VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely did that as a kid with that thing. But he's got those like wimpy ass '90s kids headphones that looked like, um, pr- like play stethoscope ears. 
I always think that they look like um like the band on them looks like just somebody took a coat hanger and banged it banged on it on an anvil until the metal was flat. Yes, very much that. And she's like, You didn't hear me? And I was like, those headphones are not noise canceling in no. any regard. No. It's uh, even with noise canceling headphones, you can kind of sense when there's a person behind you. But you know, we've we've had an entire cottage industry of janitors or other people listening to music on their headphones and being oblivious to things happening. So it's just an accepted trope at this point. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the mall to meet Santa, and it's a it's a brief moment, but it doesn't make any sense. The the like elf helper puts up the I sign even, that I, I think you're going to say what I wrote down too. <laughs> We have very similar thoughts about this movie. She like this. Sh- the establishing shot of the mall is an empty Santa chair with an easel, and she walks up and put the mm-hmm. sign, puts up the sign that says "15 minutes." We'll be right back. And as she's doing that, she waves the next people up and goes, "Come yes. on, he'll be right back." And I was like, "Yeah, no, you just you don't <laughs> you wave don't, them up. You, you don't build the line with nothing to stand for. Let them mill about the mall. What? So dumb." Also, right before they go to the mall, there's a giant gift on the porch that the mom brings in. It's oh like, yeah, we'll she did this the later. Neighbor. It must be from the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I I also thought that was hysterical. The, the really enthusiastic. Like clearly, this this actress is ex- thrilled to have this day part. Like she's she's like, I got one line and I'm gonna give it everything I got. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, he'll be right back. And it's like, well, wait a minute, what? That makes no sense. Leave them there. This uh, is also oh no, Clint Howard. It's, it's, sorry. Yeah, that's right. For for a hot second, I just I, I I think about it more and more, and I don't understand how Clint Howard and Ron Howard are on such different tracks. Yeah, well, I mean the you know not to be not to be a very mean person, but uh, I don't think Ron Howard is a looker per se, but Clint is a character actor in the face more so than than Ron. It's just so interesting that like. Ron Howard has basically become this like film titan, and his brother Clint is like, "I'm the ice cream man." <laughs> I mean, I think it's the hair and the and the balding for one, and for two, uh, he's kind of like a crazy right winger. So maybe people just don't like being around him. Like, I don't know. Wait, Clint his, is a right winger. Use land. Oh yeah, but like a like a I I don't want to besmirch, but like he might even be like a QAnon typer. So oh, like, gross. Like, stuff, uh, like the like the like a cousin Eddie the the other. Yeah, it's a it's a Quaid adjacent situation. Quaid, thank yes. you. Yeah, I think that's a bummer. I hope I'm gonna have to Google that. I hope it's not. I hope it doesn't go that far because that's very disappointing. Yeah, um, I actually was just listening to this. Apparently, Ron and Clint wrote a book together about their parents. Um, is that all that family just... can fucking do? Is make <laughs> movies about family and write books about family? I was literally about to say that. Uh, yeah, that family is an Ouroboros of just like eating its own shit. Um, but the the it, so it was an inter- I heard Rob Lowe on a different podcast, and then he was plugging his own, and I was like, "Well, let me hear what Rob Lowe's podcast is like." Spoiler alert: not very interesting to my own personal tastes. Although, you know, I'm sure it varies guest to guest. But he had on Ron and Clint, and I was like, "This is going to be very weird to listen to." Like, I have to hear what this interaction is like. And of course, it's like the interview of the two of them is like Ron Howard and Rob Lowe, and very, very occasionally Clint says a thing. That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, I saw that they uh, did the Drew Barrymore, was probably to promote their book. They did the Drew Barrymore show, and I didn't click yeah, it. I was I'm like, sure, yeah. I was like, I don't need to watch this. I'm good. Yeah. 
I mean, I, there was no like great, interesting information left. The only thing that I heard that I found really interesting was Clint auditioned for Star Wars. And when he walked into his audition, George Lucas was like, oh, wow, you're the guy from uh, Star Trek. And he like name dropped the specific episode of Star Trek Clint was on. Wow. He was like six or seven years old. He, he like quoted the episode to him. And Clint was like, it really threw me off my game because I was like trying to go out for this adult part. And then I spent the rest of the interview going, what the hell role was Clint Howard auditioning for in Star Wars? Because <laughs> I do not see the spot for you, bud. Uh, was it the first one? Yeah. Maybe it was just like a cantina person? I would. That's the only thing I could think of is like Clint Howard was going to play Pignos. Yeah, I, th- I think it would have to be just a cantina person. That's the only right. thing that makes sense. Or yeah. unless the, he was going to be one of the evil imperial people in the board meeting. That I guess he could do that with the right hair and makeup. That would work. Uh, he could play that guy. But yeah, I was just like... I, I'm like running down the call sheet in my mind. I'm like, okay, I guess he could be Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca's just like shorter. <laughs> oh, also, I thought it was cool that this mall had a black Santa. I was like, I that doesn't too. seem that doesn't seem all that prevalent in '91 that there would be you know both black and white Santas, which is great. Pretty rad. It's also funny because like there's the trope that like mall Santas are like men with a pillow under their thing uh-huh, and like a shitty uh-huh. plastic beard. Yeah, I have literally never seen that i've been to a lot of malls around christmas times i have never once seen that no that's something that you do if it's like oh shit we have to do something last minute here or like an office christmas party right right no most mall santas are are guys with real beards and you know they dye their hair they already have gray hair that like there's a lot of people very dedicated to playing santa claus yeah it's like a, it's it's just always funny to me that the, it's always played as like it's just drunks in a plastic beard. I'm like, well, no, like it's yeah, like you have to do a lot of training. I'm I'm friends with with a guy who plays who does Santa a lot. He's got a big so like I had met him in like June and he was like, yeah, I have to start like growing everything out for yeah. Christmas time. So he's like, I keep it short from like January to June and then I have to start letting it grow so it can be like smoothed and trimmed by the time it's Christmas time. It's kind of wild to me that Santa has long hair like that. This is something I've just been thinking about this year because pretty much every culture depiction of Santa, he has long hair. And it's Mm kind of like it's kind of weird to me because typically, you know, fashion slides in and out of weird cycles. But typically longer haired guys are not necessarily people you want to hang around with. And so the fact that I think it's because it's hidden by the hat. Yeah, probably. I think the hat and the fur collar kind of obscures it. Yeah, yeah, I just I found that I was I was thinking about that. It was just like, wow, that's really wild. Yeah, well, and his beard. He's he's also growing his beard out. Right, right. Well, the big bushy beard reads friendly. The long hair is like hippie type. You know, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. Uh, so they, we break in the house. Um, Pino f- lifts up a brick that says at their house that says Pino. So I was like, huh? I actually, it's funny. I didn't connect the very obvious dots that it's Geppetto and Pinocchio, but I was like, oh, I bet they lived here before. <laughs> well, obviously, his name was on a brick. Right. I just was like, oh, that makes sense. So we're like cutting back and forth between Pino breaking in and then the mall. The mall has like a lot of B-roll, which is like, I know that we're trying to get to 80 minutes, but if this movie was 72, it would be great. Uh, yeah. Did you did you notice, though? And this predates the movie, but the season's greetings on the wall is in the Jurassic Park font. I didn't notice that. Like the it's welcome one, to Jurassic, like the... the... The sort of... I think it's like the secondary font, not the gate font, but it's like 
It's like the letters are sort of wiggly and there's like a line in the middle of all of them. If you Google Jurassic Park font, it's the first one that comes up. I'm not like, sure. Is it the, the, would you say it's the font? It's not the font from the poster? I think it's the font of the sign that's like 100 million years of history. That, okay. That wiggles down. The, the when dinosaurs down the roamed the earth. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Handsome Stalker is one of the Santas at the mall. And he's not right, even doing right. a Santa voice. No. Yeah, that's very strange. Give me something. And also, this is the, so there's like three parts of this movie that are like completely insane logically. The first one being the the part where he gives away the Larry larva, even though he hasn't checked it. And then this one, later we find out the relationship between this woman and this man. And I feel like she should know who this is, even with the Santa outfit on. I don't know. I think Santa outfits are like he's got makeup on his face and he's got a hat on and a beard on. So it's sort of like, I yeah. mean, it, it's 20. Like I've there's been people that I've seen with masks on. Like in this, in these times, and I'm like, and they're like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Oh, I know you. I'm so sorry." Are any of them people whose children you've had, though? Okay, no, but it also has been <laughs> six years. That's true. That's true. Uh, this is the part where the boom mic, by the way, like when when they call the mom and the kid up, there's like a real close up on her face, and there's like for the flash of a second, a boom mic hits the top of the frame. Oh, okay, the little girl before Derek, the boy, uh, says she wants a. a a videotape of Bride of Reanimator, which is a nice used in a touch because he he directed. Oh, really? Movie. Yeah, I did not catch that. Oh, that's it's cool. like it it gets like faded out as she takes a photo because all of her stuff is like quiet, uh-huh. and then at the end she's like a tape of Bride of Reanimator. Oh, that's funny. I like that. And he's also this dude is also making the creepiest eyes of the little boy. Yeah, really, really, really unsettling. And then he refuses to let the kid go. <laughs> He's literally grabbing the arm and screaming, don't go. And I was just like, uh, this man's going to be arrested post haste. Yeah. So we're doing this like reverse Ferris Bueller where it's like instead of <laughs> instead of uh, Ferris <laughs> trying to beat his mom home in the car, mom and, and his sister, it's Pino is like tromping around their house as they're coming home. And it's like, oh, are they going to catch Pino? But Pino's making no effort to leave. So it's like, yeah, I think we're going to catch Pino. Yeah. And then he uh, like. Sanderson sisters his way out of the closet in front of the mom and the son and just runs away like a namby pamby. Yeah. And so mom goes to the toy store and she's like, What the hell was Pino doing in my house? And Mickey Rooney's like, He wasn't there. And I was like, Hey, yeah, you what? cannot lie about this one. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I watched it. wasn't like, I think Pino was in my house. I saw him in my house. He left my closet and ran out the front door. This scene is the one where I was like, oh, man, Mickey is like so committed to this movie. Like he's doing good work. Yeah, he really is. This is where he reveals that he and his wife used to when his son used to live in that house. But like also if Pino is his son and he says we lived there a long time ago. How? Right. Pino's what? 20? Yeah. Maybe. Well, if this lady bought the house like right around when the kid was born, like he could have been a teenager there. Yeah, I guess. It just seems like, as soon as you say it's a long time ago, I'm like, how long? Because your son's only 20, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he's not a be- robot. Yeah, I mean, the answer is that you're correct, and it was, you know, 25 years ago or something like that. Yeah. Um. So she's like, he ever comes into my house again, I'm calling the police. So that do with that what you will, Mickey Rooney. Right, right. And um, she gets home and she picks up the present she thinks is from the neighbor and she gives it to her son. And she's like, you can open one present before Christmas. 
And he's clearly like, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like, of course he doesn't want to do that. He watched a present murder his dad, you loon. Well, she doesn't know that. But there was an open present on the floor that she did not purchase. So, like, either, like, when she walks into this scenario and the police are doing their investigation, it's like, okay, ma'am, your husband has a fire poker through either his chest or head. The podcasters can't remember. (laughs) There was an open box on the floor. Does this, do you recognize this box? What was in it? No, I don't recognize that box. Well, could your husband have bought it and given it to the boy? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, we know the kid's not talking, but we could have him go... Did you did this? Did your dad give you this box? Shakes his head no or nods his head yes. Right, like that's a thing he could do. And so it's like this should. Be I mean, an that, open but that goes murder. into all movies of like they don't show the investigation part. Like, right, <clears throat> there's right. no explanation of what happens when the cops show up. I'm just saying this woman should know that this husband of hers is not the type of guy. A stepdad Carl energy dad does not buy a secret gift for the boy. Is all I'm saying. And then yell at him a bunch. I don't know. She wasn't there for the yelling. She could have heard. He, you could hear that man yelling from two doors down. He was screaming. Yeah, but in movie world, that doesn't mean anything. I guess. So he runs it outside and throws it in, like, places it on top of the... It's a big box. It's it's almost yeah. the size of, like, a good guy doll box. But he puts it on top, and I'm like, you got to take your name off that. You got to take the label off with your name on yep. it, because someone's just going to be like, oh, they accidentally put this out here. I'll put it inside again. Yeah. I but, love the part which, like, she steps away and he, like, get, tries to open the window and shove the gift out the window. It's really funny looking. But also, I'm like, how weak are you that you can't open a window? Like, I think, I think. Are you the, the little screen. boy from Secret Garden? Like, <laughs> are you Beth from Little Women? Like, what happened to you? <laughs> Do you have consumption? <laughs> I thought it hit the screen. Oh, okay. That, that he was like. <laughs> makes- more it's sense. like window open. Oh shit! Screen. Gotta but he have tries. A he tries to lift the window and can't. That is a yes. thing that happens. You yeah, know, definitely, definitely. He's a. This boy is not a very good actor. And like I'm, a, I was a weak child. I had little noodle <laughs> arms, and I could still open windows. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're they're not designed to be particularly challenging to open. <laughs> that's that's kind of the idea of a window. Just just ask Eric Clapton. <laughs> Um, so the shitty like neighbor kid, like it's so it's such a weird, funny shot because we see the it's like the shot of the rollerblades in the trash can, and then the camera like swivels, and we see the like neighbor boy hanging off what looks like a palm tree. Yes, yes. And he's like, ooh, and he like runs over and takes them, and they're rollerblades. And I was like, well, are we calling roller a? Are we calling rollerblades a toy? Right. And B, how is this one going to kill him? I was like, we're going to have rocket-powered roller skates somehow? Yeah, that's. I was like, that's got to be what it is. He's a neon porch pirate, though, so he deserves it. He stole his package. No, but he's not a porch pirate. It was trash. I thought the kid just sticks it outside the front door. No, he puts it on the trash can. can. Okay, Okay. but it's unopened. Yeah, but he still watched someone put it in the trash. Yeah. If you throw it away, it's fair game. No, that's fair. Um, so he's like putting the rollerblades on. Meanwhile, Mickey and Pino are having like an actual fight, <laughs> like a fist up in the fight. upstairs, right? Yeah, yeah. We see it through the window. I thought this was this not the part where they like he breaks the bottle on him. 
Um, let me check my no, notes. No, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. So, so he, he honestly, like, he fights the same way that uh, Danny DeVito does in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, real, real rapscallying business. Oh, yeah. I mean, that Mickey Rooney, honestly, Mickey Rooney and Danny DeVito don't feel, like, too far apart. Right, right. I mean, I you know, beyond the fact that they are similar physically, you know, they're short, very short men. It's like just which I never thought real, about that. Like Mickey yeah. Rooney and Danny have sort of a similar like physicality and like yeah, yeah. But he he smashes a bottle over Pino's head and then he knocks him down the stairs. And at this point, I like should have put together that he was not a human by the way his body is all like folded up at the bottom of the stairs. But I just was like, oh, they're clearly he's dead because his body is yeah. all like folded over. And I love this manic, unhinged Mickey energy. It's very like Nick Cage, like yeah, in uh, like the good Nick Cage performances that we all love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess um, I guess I screwed it up. I guess the kid does get killed by the, or at least launched into uh, into the car on the rollerblades before the fight. I think it's intercut because okay. I wrote, I have manic, uh, unhinged Mickey energy is great energy. But this like he's like a little shit heel who's like being mean to his neighbors or whatever that's right yeah and yep, also yep. like zipping around on his his rocket skates well no they're here's not the skates f- they're blades they're they're rollerblades yeah but here's the problem so it's like this woman who later is the babysitter and her boyfriend who like according to the movie should probably be like 17 or 18 year old like the characters i could not figure out how old they were supposed to the, be these actors are like mid 30s and so the way that this looks is if is if uh you know, she brought her boyfriend home to meet the parents, you know, as an adult person. And then they were like, well, let's just take a walk around the subdivision so we can make out a bunch. It's weird. I I think they are supposed to be teenagers. Oh, for sure. I mean, they definitely are mid 30s, like worse than, you know, you know, uh, any 90210 casting or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, these the are rockets not activate. a young looking 22. These are like an old looking 29. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, Andrea, Andrea from 90210. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So his rockets activate, and he starts, like, flying him all around the neighborhood. And it's basically just, like, do you remember, I don't know, you probably don't, those, like, I think they were Barbies with, like, sparking skates, and they were a fire hazard because <laughs> they were basically, like. I don't like, remember this. It was a Barbie with clear plastic skates. Like, her, uh-huh. like her, they were built onto her, so, like, she didn't actually have feet. It was just these clear plastic skates. With like the like flint mechanism of a of a lighter in it, uh-huh, so that uh-huh. when you rolled her on the ground, it sparked. But the problem is, sparks catch fire. Right. Yeah. You do that on a carpet, it's gonna set a fire. So it looks it looks a lot like that. These like rollerblade Barbies, uh, but it's also clearly an adult who's just like a skilled rollerblader doing like tricks and stuff as he like yeah. goes, skates backwards. The the big one that they do is the one that like anybody like I can do this and I'm not that strong a skater on ice or rollerblades, but to like pretend to be out of control, like you can wave your arms and kick your feet a lot and really not be yeah. in any danger. They're doing quite a lot of that. And then there's like a there's like two or three cuts of the big spinner Rooney, and I was like, I mean, he's just spinning. Like it's not it's this is not particularly out of control looking. I thought he no. was gonna go through the garage door, which I like honestly I think would have been cooler. Uh, just yeah, like but then you but then you have to ask like, do we do a cutout or do we do just like a hole? No, I want I want the gar- garage door to just get like knocked all the way in, just like a big. Uh, okay, um, and then uh, we get a like on par with Buffy the Vampire Slayer level of stunt doubles. Yes. when the stunt double gets hit by a car and it's suddenly it's a thirty like- year old man and not a nine year old, <laughs> a thirty year old man wearing football pads. <laughs> yeah 
Oh, but also, like, I was thinking about it, and rocket skates are a terrible murder weapon idea. Like, you have to be wearing them in order for them to really kill you. Yeah. Because if you put them on their side, they can't go... If you're if there's, like, laying down in your house, they can't do anything if the rockets activate. Yeah, that's true. But maybe the skates have, like, a, a weight sensor in them, so it's like if you stand up on them, they activate. Maybe the movie could have explained how any of these toys worked. Are they I mean, sentient? All- all of these things are 100% magic. Like, this is complete but, like, nonsense. like, is the toy sentient? Is it, like... Right, right. Is it, no, like, remote-controlled? We, we see them, like, have wires. Yeah, I- I'm confused. So he gets hit by a car. I really uh, wanted... Instead of it being, like, rolling up on the windshield, I think it would have looked way cooler as if, like, we had the shot of the car and then we had the kid, like, flying through the air and, like, landing in a bush or a trash can or something. I mean, may- maybe, yeah, because then that would have also been clearer that he wasn't dead. Yeah. Because I assumed he died until right. they showed him next in, like, the bandit, like, your favorite thing, the bandage head. Um, <laughs> My dream role. Yeah. But he's, like, moaning and groaning about, like, it wouldn't stop. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Derek's mom shows up at the hospital and be like, I'm so sorry, this was a terrible accident. Like, what a terrible accident. And the, like, shithead neighbor kid's mom is like, you think this was an accident? Look at this. And she holds up the roller skates with wires coming out, and the mom goes what is this and the <laughs> yes. neighbor goes you tell me and i was like okay again why why would i know yes yeah it's like like well he stole them from your trash can angela it's like well he wait he took them from us what was this yeah like i think my kid? I, I was very confused i was like i feel like that mom should be like okay what do i do now yeah and also like it should have a little rocket not a little wire there should be yeah, a little, it a little like the little or the like the you know how like when you when you light a bottle rocket the bottom gets that like broken out thing yeah yeah blown yeah. out yeah 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 i will say though rocket skates definitely a dangerous thing because uh i i went and watched i rewatched several of the jackass movies when they when the trailer for the new one dropped i have no shame about this i think they're genuinely hilarious i'm uh, just concerned that like as 40 year old men oh they're gonna your bodies really yeah. can't handle things <laughs> no uh it's gonna be bad giant knoxville I, I i have always found him very charming like i i genuinely think he has like he's a dolly parton actor like you he yes. can be charming and like in the right role is, is perfectly serviceable um and i was you know action park is you know as a theme park dork like i was very curious so i watched like his version which was like a plotted movie with but also he does all these stunts and he like destroyed himself like he he broke a vertebrae like yes really badly hurt himself and it's like yeah bud you're almost 50 <laughs> like stop it's i'm fine. nearly 30 and for me jackass is like i leaned under the couch to get something that rolled under and now my arm like my i pulled a back muscle I, I was, I was, uh, going, uh, on a hike and I went to put my backpack on and I, on my left thumb, like it pulled it the wrong direction. This was a month ago almost. And my thumb still hurts. Like I, like, like I very clearly like yanked it out of socket a little bit. Like not enough that it's debilitating, but if I like put a sock on wrong, my thumb hurts. I'm about to be 35. Like Johnny, stop jumping off shit. You can't do it anymore. Right. Pass the baton to a younger idiot from TikTok. Which I think is what they're doing in this new movie. Like, there's a lot of younger folks who are, like, sort of in it. So that's my vibe. Um, gotcha. But a- anyway, I'll just say, in the, one of the first two or three Jackass movies, again, I don't remember which one it was, they make rocket skates. Like, they strap um, 
They stra- they strap a like, bunch of bottle rockets to roller skates or rollerblades. But won't and- like they explode on your feet? Like I, I understand like the propulsion aspect I'm fine so it's, with. It's kind of you know the ones that you'd get that would just go like and scream and didn't really pop at the end? Oh, okay. So it's it literally just it's just like a propulsion mechanism, but it does genuinely like knock them over a lot. Like until they figure out like someone eventually cracks the code and is like learns how to balance it. But it's like your feet go way faster than they're supposed to. And it like if you could really you could really hurt yourself very bad. Yes. Do they wear helmets? They wear helmets. Sometimes not enough. Wasn't um the guy from Westchester part of that group? Uh-huh. Yeah, Bam. Bam Marger. Thank you. And Ryan Dunn, the one who died. Um, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. He didn't he he died drunk driving like an asshole, but he he yeah. Anyway. Um <laughs> the creepy, uh rather the handsome stalker knocks on the door and is like, Hey Derek, I got a present for you, and it's wrapped in that custom wrapping paper. And he's like, You don't know me, but I want to be your friend. And I was like, Oh boy. I was like, run. We are Hey buddy, I don't know if you've ever seen an after school special, but uh you're in one. Right. <laughs> And yeah, you're not he, the good guy in it. He needs to watch kids save the video and learn not to open the door. Yeah, you, you need Andrea Martin in braces <laughs> and a long yes. t-shirt. Yes. To tell you not to open the door to strangers. Make cinnamon toast. <laughs> and so the babysitter intervenes, very smartly shuts and locks the but door. But like at the le- like why did it take her so long to yeah, intervene? She, okay, fair. She was definitely gapping. He was on the like phone. one hand it was like you know those scenes in movies where they're like, where their hand, you like, it's a close up of the uh-huh. hand reaching for the other uh-huh. hand, and he's about uh-huh. to be like grabbed in like a bad way. We're like watching this happen for five minutes, and then yeah. she's like, "Oh wait, what?" Yeah, but she she gets there, she locks the door, and then he's like, "I just wanted to talk to the mom," and she's like, "She's not here." I'm like, "Don't say that." Okay. And then she, and she's you like, also what? need to watch after school specials. Kid says the video. <laughs> yeah. Where is she? Oh, she's at her office. Well, where's that? The address is ba 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 ba. She's on the fifth floor. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, Don't give like, this information out. The fuck up. <laughs> this man could be a lunatic. He probably is. So we cut to the creepy parking garage where at her office, and she's you know walking to her car, and the creepy or handsome. I always freak myself out walking alone like this. Sure. Like every time I walk alone, I hear the like the click clack click like of my footsteps. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Every time I'm like, I turn that that the one shot in the Golden Girls where they shot something on location and it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, no, parking garages are inherently unsettling. They're weird spaces. They're never well lit. Like you can't light them well. It's yeah, but the the handsome stalker is there, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Nope, they're gonna have sex in his van. Well, no, first he he says her name. She drops her key. And then she sees his face and runs, and then he chases her, and they, he grabs her. I was like, whoa, buddy, Like, if you want to talk to her, just say, hey, hi, I'm not going to yeah. hurt you. My, uh, my hands are in the air. There's nothing yeah, in them. Yeah. I have no yeah. weapons. Let's calmly talk. Yeah. That is the only way to approach as a white man. Yeah. In a parking I, I, garage. I, I was That just made me think, I was once walking back to my car in Baltimore and I was going down, like I went from a very populated part of the street to a less populated part of the street. And, or, you know, it was like, you know, the, this strip of the, the same road is like, you know, residential, but also businesses. And I was yeah. leaving the the business part because I had parked in the residential side and I was walking like 
10 feet behind this woman and I was like going to have to turn right down this alley to get to where my car was. And I was like, Hey, uh, I just want to tell you that I'm going to turn right down that alley in case you were also going to turn right down that alley. I didn't want you to think I was following you. Like, I'm sorry for interrupting your night, but I just want you to not to know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to turn right in like 10 yards. So if you were going to turn right, just like I'm, I'm just announcing that I'm planning to turn right. And I was like, I literally put on a, a, a turn signal for a, a pedestrian turn. because I was just like, so afraid this woman was going to be like, Oh, this dude's a creep and he's going to attack me. Like I was like that yes. John Mulaney joke of like, <laughs> I started running and she started she started running so I started running after her and I realized like oh I'm chasing this woman like <laughs> I'm now <that's>, chasing her <laughs> yeah I was just I was like oh no so yeah I get it parking garages are creepy alleys are creepy uh, so they bone yeah and we're cross cutting between them. I boning. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate <laughs> I've it. never I have never seen this before in anything like I. I don't even know if anyone's ever made a pornography in which this is a thing. Like we're cross cutting on thrusts to go from one couple to the other. And it's buck wild. Like the craziest choice I can imagine. Of, of, of I hate it. Like they're doing it. And the babysitter, the babysitter puts Derek to sleep in his mom's bed and then goes to have sex in Derek's bed, which is so fucked up. It's like gross. I hate pick, this. I hate yes. it. I hate all of yeah, it. Yeah. Like I, I look, Babysitters using the kids' house to have sex, tales old as time. The couch. The couch. The couch. The floor, you know, anything but the child's bed. Yeah, that's no thank you. If you have to move stuffed animals off the place, you shouldn't have sex there. If it's yeah, not, I, mean, your home, I have stuff. If it's, if it's not bed. your home, if it's not your I home, I was like, I own a lot of stuffed animals. And <laughs> I'm saying, if you're moving someone else's stuffed animals out of the way, you shouldn't be having sex there. There we go. But it's two, like, very long, gratuitous sex scenes. And I was like, we don't need those together. And also, no, like, there's, like, no nudity and no anything in either of them. So it's like, what is the point of this in this movie? Like, if it's it's a bunch of gratuitous nudity, it's like, all right, it's the home video market. I see what we're doing here. But it's just, like, weird, like, lots of kissing and hand touching. Yes. A lot of belly kissing, which is, like, so... I always feel so weird for actors when they have to do that kind of stuff. Like, it's very intimate. It's strange. It is. So we learned that Derek is handsome stalker's child. He used to, um, he used to date the mom, I guess. Right, and then and he then went he, in the army. Well, she's like, you weren't ready to settle down, and I was like, you you couldn't provide stability. And I was like, well, he went into the army. That feels like not. That's not how I would read that situation. But right, that's a pretty responsible thing that you can do, all things considered. Yeah. Um, also, the other couple, the like the AKA the, the uh, allegedly the teenagers who are thirty five. This dude is mauling this actress. He is like really grabbing her breast, like aggressively, like in. I hope they knew like, each other and were friends. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's it it doesn't it doesn't feel cool for what you know essentially two strangers have to do to each other in the movie. It's just yeah, he's just like really grabbing her and stuff. And then the the moron can't even tell. So Mickey Rooney dumps a bunch of toys in the door. Yes. And they all attack. But first it's this like rubber hand that's clearly just like a dude in a, with a rubber hand on, like a rubber yeah. glove on. And he's... Uh, Not a rubber glove like a doctor, like a fake hand made of rubber. Just Thank you. Clear. Yes. Like a latex fake. It's like the kind you would hang on a door at Halloween that's like a disembodied hand that knocks. Or people like hang out of their trunk. Yes, exactly. Um, 
We get some gay jokes where it goes for his butt and he's like, I like that. Actually, no. See, here's the thing that's a huge rumor. You think it's going to be a butt stuff joke, right? Like it's it is it is framed as like, oh, it's I mean, that's what it is. No, it's it's framed like, oh, it's sticking its finger up its butt, up his butt. But then we cut to what it's doing and he still has his underwear on and the hand is just like gently touching his butt. And then I got in my head of like, wait a minute. This woman's never touched her partner's butt, like ever. Like this man's never had his butt squeezed just like playfully by his partner. A good Christmas point. goose. Right. I'm just like, oh, you're both in the kitchen. You got to squeeze by one another. Hey there, how you doing? Like, or it, like it, while doing anything more intimate than that, like you've never had your butt touched ever. You poor man. Like what a weird. Well, I think it's, I think, I think it's the, the, the Mickey Rooney of it all where he said there will be no nudity. <laughs> I think this was supposed to be a bare butt. Oh, for sure. And I mean, there, obviously, it's making. If there the is no, if there's clear. no tidy whities on this butt, you just assume yeah. it's going in. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But he's like way into it, and she. The other thing is, neither of them can figure out like that this hand doesn't belong. At one point, she, it's like on her breast, and she puts it on his shoulder. Like she puts what she thinks his is his left hand over his left shoulder. And I was like, arms don't work like that. <laughs> you not Gumby. Yeah, it's like, I can touch my left shoulder with my left arm if I put my elbow over my head. His elbow is like underneath her. Like if you did that, it would be a disembodied arm, lady. Um, It's just so, and then they, this is where they get attacked and, and pretty much murdered. But like, I, again, I don't get why these people got such a long drawn out death. Yeah, it's really, really wild because we get like a ton of toys in here that are all doing cool stuff. They actually you have had one actually, of them. You had I the was, army guy. Yeah, it was the army guy that would like crawl, crawl, crawl. And then the gum would go like, kaka, 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 and the light, the light would flash. But in this yeah. version, it shoots very tiny bullets, which like the practicality of it is incomprehensible, but still funny. Um, and then this little tank rolls up and shoots her in the chest and it like her chest explodes like there's a huge hole it's, in her it's, chest. It's chopping mall level. Yeah. Like it's and a hole. Like, yeah, it's a hole in her chest. Like you can't see through her, but it's like, oh, this woman's clearly dead. And then she like rolls over and is still not dead. She survives. She, she I know she's like the, the black knight in Monty Python. It's like the, <laughs> she gets she gets shot in the chest. She gets shot a second time. Then this like little chompy gator takes a huge chomp of her thigh. And then there's a really hilarious part where she has to like sell that this thing is attacking her. So she picks it up, but then falls over and puts it over her own head, which I just like could not. I will say with. I thought chompy gator was going for hoo-ha and I was yes. not okay with it. Yeah, yeah, it's th- that is definitely what they film it as. Like, oh, it's gonna bite her in the crotch, and then it's at the very last second, it takes a chomp of a thigh. Oh, also the the shitty kid is again watching. It. He like creeps open the door and watches yes, them bone, yes. and he sees the toys attack and doesn't say a shit. Doesn't say shit about it. He doesn't. He not only does he not say anything. He doesn't. It's like okay, he's mute. Whatever. Bang on the floor. Make noise. Slam the door. Scream. Do anything. Mm-hmm. Come on. The guy is getting attacked by this like RC car thing that has like saw blades pop out of it and then a drill. And well, it, like, it looks somehow... like, um, have you seen those, uh, the meat tenderizers that you stamp down? It's like a handle yeah. with spikes. Like a blade, a blade tenderizer. Yeah. It looks like yeah. that on the bottom. Yeah. It, the, the RC car does a, like a wheelie and holds it and then these spikes come out and then it launches somehow like 
springs into his chest and spikes him in the chest and then is like drilling into his chin and the saw blades cut his neck. It's really wild. It is. It is. A, I mean, it's a cool sequence. It just feels weird for these two characters that we don't really know. Yeah, it's it's a wildly over the top and super, super silly. And then at one point, like this superhero action figure starts flying around the room and doing stuff exploding running into well, that, things yeah the the best part is like in a couple minutes like uh in a minute when it comes out the window i yes um this is where they say his name is joe Petto, and i was like yes um okay. yeah yeah i also really like they have this really silly looking like googly-eyed rubber snake that's like strangling him and like yes. attacking them or i guess it wraps around her hands. it wraps around her hands yeah yeah but it's just like very goofy looking i, I like very much it's just a classic I, rubber snake you see in every like cheapy yeah. children's toy store. Yeah, I like this sequence very much. It's ridiculous and over the top, but it's delightfully insane. It's it's the R-rated version of Toys, the movie Toys with Robin yeah, Williams. Yeah, the Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the mom and and handsome stalker get home, and then the babysitter throws her bloody body onto the hood of the car and is like, "Help me!" And I was like, "You're alive." <laughs> exactly like how are you not dead and at this point the, the why uh, won't you die exactly this is when the superhero toy comes out the window narrowly misses them crashes into a classic wrestling metal trash can and that blows up yep and then so, mom mom jumps into the car and drives her like i'm going to get my kid and he's like well oh, hang on kidnap the boy with the santa sack we did not yes. say that uh, and then the neighbor runs up as mom drives away and he's like Take this here. You take. You look after the babysitter. Call the police. Send the police. And she's like, "Where?" And he doesn't. He just runs away. Yeah. So he follows her on foot. She drives to the toy store, and he runs there. Yes, that is certainly what it's made it to be. Also, we didn't mention he at this point has told her like, "Oh, uh, Joe has a history of making killer toys." And it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me, like, I know it was the '80s or '90s, and the inter- the information did not travel quite so fast. But you're telling me this man made a bunch of toys that killed children and then went like three towns over and opened a toy store and nobody and was didn't like, change his name. Right. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Joe Petto, you know, the killer toy maker. He, so, there needs uh, to be like a Petto's law, like Megan's law where it's like, you got to put, you got to, if you try to kill children with toys, you got to put out a list before you open another toy store. I mean, they wouldn't call it that because pedo laws are about other things <laughs> yes. in this country. Well, Joe Pedo's law. Um, so, uh, handsome he also stalker. Yells, the handsome stalker also yells, let the police handle this as she drives away. And it's like, yeah, okay, buddy. Have you ever been in a horror movie before? Good luck explaining this nonsense to the cop. Yeah. Although just be like, Hey, he's a creepy old man. He took my kid. Yeah, I guess so. So Blame she gets Satan. To the- and yeah, then, and then everyone will get up in arms that's, about it. That's true. That's true. She gets the front door of the toy store, which is made of glass, and she like bangs on it twice, and is like, "Ah, oh, I can't get in," and starts going around the back. I'm like, "Lady, throw the trash can through the window! Like, just yes. break it's glass." So they're both exploring the toy store and the house. It, this toy store is much bigger on the inside than it seems. <laughs> it's a TARDIS toy store. Yeah, um, and Mickey Rooney squirts handsome stalker with a squirt gun and i was like if that was acid and handsome stalker isn't handsome anymore i'm mad mickey (laughs) 
Yeah, that would have been good. It's silly that it's not. Also, like she so she's like looking through their apartment, which is on the second floor. The handsome stalker like picks the lock and he's going through the toy store and we're like cutting between these. There's just this like train making loops with nobody doing it, and then a pot of something boiling on the stove. And I was like, Oh man, someone's gonna I get boiling the pot water. On the stove. Yeah, she it's like a little pot and it's like the flame is on. I was like, ooh, someone's gonna get like, boiling watered. Nope. <laughs> not no. nope. It's just a thing that happened to be there. So mom makes her way down the cellar that isn't a cellar in this building and finds Mickey Rooney's body in a, in a like Santa sack and then turns around to see Mickey Rooney. And I was like, there's been two Mickey's this whole time. I I thought, see, I still hadn't put together Geppetto and Pinocchio at this point. So I was like, is this a twin thing? What's happening now? And then he pulls his face off and hands the Mickey Rooney face to her. And it is, Suddenly not Mickey Rooney's face anymore. Yeah. Well, I thought it did look like a life cast of him, but just like a real, like, I, like a death. I thought it just looked like generic old man. It missed uh, I guess some it of his like been. jowls. Yeah. yeah. So then he, uh, Pino Pinocchio puts on his own face and takes off his Santa suit. And it's this really rad, like human sized Ken doll costume. Yeah. And I really awesome. like, it looks and so the- cool. The plastic hair in particular is such a good part of this. But I was like, I'm immediately I'm like, wait, has he always been a robot? Or is this like an alternate Pino? Like, what's what's going on here now? And then Pino proceeds to explain it for the idiots like me who are watching the movie. That's like, father wanted a boy, but he couldn't have one. So he built his, me. His, his wife boy. died it was pregnant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's, looks like, um, was it a Duracell commercial line in the yes. 90s? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He also has like kind of a, I guess it's not a crash test dummy vibe, but like that's like, like if, plastic, you were to ani- yeah. if you were animated G.I. Joe man, uh, that's what he would look like. Yeah, it, it looked like my C-3PO costume when I did that Star Wars musical. Yeah. And then uh, we get a dick joke. Yeah, we get it. He's like, but he wouldn't give me a penis. Ha ha. And then he tries to have sex with her using his I hated bump. that. I was it's like, this it, so he's like, you, you're my, you can be my mother. And then all of a sudden he like lifts her and puts her like spreads her legs and puts her on the counter and gets him in, her, in between her legs. And I was like, well, hold the fucking phone. Yeah. Pinocchio. Like what Oedipal nonsense is this? And he's like thrusting his Kendall bump at this woman and just like, you can be my mother. Ha 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 ha. It's just I so want you. Weird. I love you. And I was like, but like what led from A to B or A to Z in this case? Because there's some other steps along the way. Right, right. So she like grabs a screwdriver. She stabs him in the head. It looks really cool. And then he's like, "Well, I'm going to kill your son now." And then he can't remember which bag the boy is in, which it I like find five, hysterical. It, it's very like video game villain logic. Yes, where it's yes. like for some reason there are six identical red bags hanging. <laughs> yes, one of them is the is the secret key. You need to kill me. Um. So he st- he finally eventually stabs the kid's sack open, and he the kid like jumps out and jumps on his back and just proceeds to scream mommy help me for five yes. minutes and i was yes. like i hate never mind this kid can die never mind yeah. we're good he's like trying to choke the robot and i was like it's a robot kid like you know the game here right this you yeah. can't kill that thing like that and then handsome stalker shows up and uh swings an axe and takes off uh pinocchio's arm and then pinocchio beats the shit out of him for yes. five minutes and then finally <laughs> mom decides to pitch in yeah exactly it's very much like uh uh to be more in ghost where it's like patrick swayze is getting slowly murdered and she's like oh no 
If only oh, there was no. something I could do. Oh, no. Oh, I guess I'll just stand back here and watch. Like, lady, get in there. Flying knee. Grab the axe or the knife or anything just in this throw in your body in there. Yeah. Use Mickey, Roddy, Mickey Rooney's bloated corpse. Anything. <laughs> Toss a Mickey Rooney. Um, she so cuts they, him in half at the waist. She cuts him in half. Cool. And then they pick up Derek and hug to get all, all three of them. And Derek goes... Mommy, who is this? And they all laugh. Yes. And she's like, I'll tell you when we get home. I was like, just tell him right now. Like, this is like, what What are you waiting for? That's not also, this is secretly your father is not a all group laugh moment. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, ha, ha, your world's about to be torn asunder. Well, his dad already died. So like. I agreed. Yeah. It's all going to be, this kid needs a lot of therapy. And then. Pinocchio grabs mom's foot and so she just like goes crazy and smashes him and then the boy in like a weird ADR line is like why are you scared mommy it's just a toy and I was like okay it clearly is not but whatever you little shit right and so they leave and then he like pokes his head back in the room and goes it's just a toy and then that's when we end and I was like huh yeah, very confusing. It's like, are we setting up a sequel where he's the toy maker? Like, what's what? What are you trying to tell me here? Yeah, hearty uh, recommend for me. Double thumbs up. Really love. I agree. This. It's very fun. It's so short. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, even and even with the ads on Tubi, it's like right around a hundred minutes. So like, obviously, you know, hap- you know, gets shut. I think something. it's even less than that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was doing research in the commercial break, so it was useful mm. for doing a podcast. But yeah, highly recommend. Watch this. It's insane. It's very silly. It's very, very fun. Mickey Rooney is awesome in it. Like, genuinely very good. Can't give this enough of a recommend. Always good to see Mickey. Yeah. Found this out of nowhere. We were, like, trying to... We had a gap in the schedule for reasons I can't recall why, and it was just, like, you know, really struggling to figure out what to figure what to watch stumbled upon this and really thrilled that we did super super fun uh exactly what i want out of this kind of movie like fun and yes. and no lulls really good stuff um highly highly silly and highly highly recommended thank you so much for listening to the show don't forget to give us a christmas present this year and review the show if you haven't done that yet go uh review it on whatever service you get the podcast from and if it's not uh apple then uh, send us a screenshot at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com and we read those on the air. If you want even more Dissecting the 80s, including a great bonus episode about Footloose that just dropped and uh, Christmas Terry that's dropping later this month on something very fun, that'll be out on Christmas Day, go uh, check out patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. At the $5 tier, you get a ton of bonus content. We're approaching 20 hours. I think we're probably going to hit 20. We should be getting close to 20 hours. They hit 20 hours at the end of December uh, and all sorts of really great stuff there. So go check that out. Uh, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at Dissect the 80s and on Facebook as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in two weeks to wrap up the year with uh, the Ed Asner movie, The Christmas Star, which is on Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out there. And until then, I have been Trip Leno. I will always be Andrew Leno. Until next time, don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.